Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Live from the Palatial Yet Not Overly Ostentatious studios of CBS Sports Radio here in beautiful New York City, sitting on top of the 10th floor of 345 Hudson Street. Welcome on in to a Football Friday edition of the Zach Gelb Show across all the great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 158, the free Odyssey app, and of course, streaming on YouTube. 855-212-4CBS is number to jump on in. 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram where I'm straight flexing or via the good old cesspool of Twitter at Zach Gelb. That's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. We're rocking and rolling all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We will be joined by Herm Edwards coming up 40 minutes from now, and then we'll toss around the college football and uh, we'll speak a little college football with Cole Kublick, SEC Network Analyst, former offense alignment at 4.20 p.m. Eastern, 1.20 p.m. Pacific. Got Mo- uh, Moist Mike riding shotgun with me and also Stuart Kovacs hanging along as well. Uh, but we got to start the show with that dreadful football game from last night. It kind of lived up to the hype where you knew it would be sloppy. You knew it would be ugly. You knew... There was not a great incentive to tune in. And then also it was going to be low scoring. And Eddie Pinheiro can't connect on that 59-yard field goal at the end. And the Bears walk out with the victory on their home field, 16-13. to I had no problem, I think I'm in the minority of this, of Frank Reich attempting that 59-yard field goal. The problem I had, though, was after you get the first down following the fourth down conversion on... First, second, and third down, when you had incomplete pass, incomplete pass, incomplete pass, why didn't you run the ball one time? You had plenty of time left. And I don't think it's realistic, not that coaches should think this way, but I don't think it's realistic to believe that you were getting the ball in the end zone there with how lethargic your offense has been, not only in last night, but throughout the first nine games of the season for the Carolina Panthers. So run the ball a little bit waste some clock, and get yourself into better field goal range. But it was clear from the jump last night, and I don't get the approach of the Carolina Panthers, uh, but it's pretty damn clear that they don't run the ball a lot. They only had 16 rushing attempts in the game last night, and three of them came from the quarterback in Bryce Young. So there's two sides from this. It's the future of the Panthers, and it's the future of the Bears. The Bears actually have somewhat of a future. I'll get to their plan in just a second. But the Carolina Panthers' plan is really a plan of incompetence, and they are traveling down 
a road where they're going to eventually meet a dead end, and then they're going to have to turn around and restart this organization once again. And I don't trust David Tepper. I've made that clear. David Tepper is the owner that owns the restaurant, never cooked the chicken parm, veal parm, spaghetti and meatballs in his life, but then goes into the kitchen and says, I'm the owner of the restaurant, chef of 20 years, your assistant chef, everyone that's a part of the kitchen that has been a part of making fabulous food or good food for years, you move over, I'm going to cook the chicken parm. And he has no experience, and David Tepper continues to burn the meal. And it goes back to the draft process, and this is coming from someone that I'll raise my hand and admit that I got it wrong. I thought C.J. Stroud should have been the second pick in the draft, and Bryce Young should have been the first pick in the draft. But just because the talk show host Zach Gelb says that doesn't mean anything. David Tepper is running the organization, and it is so clear whether they want to admit it or deny it, that the regime of McCown, the quarterback coach, and then Frank Reich, the head coach, they preferred C.J. Stroud. And through the first nine, ten weeks of the season, David Tepper usurping McCown and also Reich is leading the Panthers down the wrong road because it's clear Not that Frank Reich doesn't like Bryce Young, but Frank Reich preferred C.J. Stroud. And so far in their young career, it does look like Frank Reich's initial feeling was actually right. So with all that being said, I just don't know where the Panthers go. Like, it's easy for me to get on the radio today and say they need to beef up the offensive line. No crap. But it is alarming that heading into this season, when I evaluated that offense, that was the one thing I actually liked on the team was the offensive line. And this offensive line has done a complete 180, and it is now a bad offensive line. So you first have to start with beefing up the offensive line. But then you need to go get a number one wide receiver. And you look at it, three quarterbacks and I don't want to say there were questions about Bryce Young coming out of the draft, but three quarterbacks that there were questions about in the last three, four years of football. Josh Allen in Buffalo, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, and then also Tua Tunga-Vailoa because of the injuries with the Miami Dolphins. When did we see those guys show that they could play at a really high level? For the Bills, when they got Stephon Diggs. For Jalen Hurts, when they got not only A.J. Brown, but Devontae Smith. And for Tua Tunga-Vailoa, when he got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell. So you need to put your quarterback in a better position to succeed, and that has to happen this offseason. Because if you do not go out there and beef up this offensive line and then also target Mike Evans, who's a free agent, good luck trying to get him to come to Carolina, Or maybe you give up the 2025 first-round draft pick because you don't have the draft pick first round in 2024 for Devontae Adams. If you don't be bold, if you don't be aggressive, we're going to be sitting here at the end of 2024 where it's going to be a reset for the Carolina Panthers. Where I'm not saying they're going to get rid of Bryce Young. You know, I do think Bryce Young is getting too much criticism through the first half of the season because they've put him in a crappy position. 
Find me a quarterback that's going to come in right now with an offense that isn't tailored to Bryce Young and isn't tailored to the quarterback, a horrible offensive line, and no weapons that intimidate you. Like, don't get me wrong. Adam Thielen has had a very nice career. But Adam Thielen, even though he's having a solid season in the year of 2023, isn't going to spark any intimidation or fear into an opposing defense. Who are the players on this Panthers defense that spark fear? You know, to an opposing defense on their offense, none of them. Not a single one. So they have to quickly revamp this team this offseason, and I think you're asking them to do so much that I don't believe at the end of 2024 there's going to be a big enough improvement where the impatient David Tepper is going to say, yeah, I'm seeing progress. I need to give Frank Reich a third season. So barring them going out and getting a legit number one wide receiver and really vastly improving this offensive line, what are we looking at here? Maybe a four or five win Carolina Panthers team at most? At most next year. And I do believe David Tepper is going to sit back and after two years, he's going to say, I need to go hire a new coach. So then you're going to have Bryce Young going on year three with his second head coach, and then also a completely entire new offensive staff. The Panthers are just set up for failure for the immediate future. And I read today, this actually made me chuckle. And and I hate to kick a fan base while they're down. But the Panthers fan base, I don't know if it's today or in the next few days, they are trying to organize a march to voice their frustration with the crappy football product that they keep on putting on the field. Like, Stu, you've been down and out pretty bad as a football fan. Samter, you've been so down and out as a football fan, you claim that you have given up on your Jets and you have jumped ships to a new team. What is this going to do when you rally a fan base together to lead a march? Like, Stu, Mark Davis can be a dope. We all know that. Thankfully, he got rid of Josh McDaniels. The Raider fan is as passionate as they come. But if Raiders fans were so sick and tired of the product being put out on the field, what is the purpose of rallying together to voice your frustration? Like, what change do you think is going to happen? David Tepper, a new owner, he's now going to wake up and go, man, the fans really hate me. I got to go sell the team. Like, give me a break. This seems like an absolute joke to me still. Yeah, it's not going to change anything. Until the owner leaves, sells the team, something happens to the owner. Uh, You know, I I was there with Al Davis, you know, you're kind of waiting for that time to tick down. But, but yeah, that's the only, that's all you can really hope for. And they already had a scandal with an owner in Carolina. Yeah, and he's new. This this owner is new. He's not going anywhere. Come on. (laughs) He's not going anywhere. What's going to change? Nothing. And, And this is a guy that has so much money. But when you have so much money in a salary cap era, it's not like a big advantage is as if this was baseball and you could just pay the luxury tax. So I do find the fan march and the fan rally, not to poke fun at it, but it is comical. It is. Because it's just pointless. Like, I could gather people together and go, let's make a statement that we're unhappy with this. But you have no control. This is not like politics or anything where maybe you could spark change. It's a football team. What are you going to do from now until the end of the season just because 
you're leading a march. So that's the Carolina Panthers. They're traveling down, and they've been traveling down a road of failure. And I would love to try to give Panthers fans optimism, but I'm just going to be honest with you, I got nothing. Now, for Bears fans, I do think there is some optimism because last night was a double win. Not only do you get a victory on the field, but the team that you beat, you own their first pick. And that first pick is looking like, since it's the Panthers and it's going to the Bears, it's going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. So Kevin Warren, who used to run the Big Ten and is now running the Bears, he needs to do a few things this offseason. Number one, get rid of this Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus regime. Once Matt Eberflus couldn't even tell us the status of Justin Fields, he just confused us and said, he's out, he's doubtful, he's doubtful, he's out. I was already done with Eberflus, but that was the final nail in the coffin. So you have to get rid of the general manager and the head coach. You then need to use your Big Ten roots and make a little trip to Michigan that is currently in a scandal of their own right now. And you need to go get Jim Harbaugh, who played for the Bears, to run your football team. Bare minimum needs to be your coach. You're going to have the number one overall pick because the Carolina Panthers suck. And you have their first round pick. So now you got to go select Caleb Williams. And then you got to hope your own pick is in range to go get Marvin Harrison Jr., who is the best non-quarterback in college football this year. If you can do those things, or even two of those three things, like if you could get Harbaugh and Williams, and then if you get Harbaugh, Williams, and Marvin Harrison Jr., you at least have an opportunity to succeed. And the Bears haven't had an opportunity to succeed in a long time. And Bears fans, I know this is wishful thinking, Bears fans, I know you are hoping my plan works, but that's all Chicago has right now is hope. That's all that they have. And there is some optimism, even in another crappy season, because you have two great draft picks, Harbaugh probably wanting to leave Michigan, and you have a golden opportunity to maybe quickly turn this franchise around. And don't tell me that it can't change quickly. If you bring in the right coach and the right quarterback, it could change instantly. We've seen it in Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. And we're seeing it this year in Houston with D'Amico Ryans and also C.J. Stroud. So Bears fans, there's hope. Bears fans, you should love this draft conversation. You got to get the coaching hire right. And they haven't got the coaching hire right since Lovey Smith. And that's even with Matt Nagy winning a coach of the year one year. Yeah, that's some forgotten history for you. How the heck did that happen? But you can't go to another incompetent Ryan and an incompetent uh, Matt. And that's what they've done now in back-to-back cycles with their GM and also their head coach. So Harbaugh, Williams, and Harrison Jr. If you walk away with that trifecta, you will have Bears fans doing somersaults in the streets. Zach Yelp Show, CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Do you have any long-term hope for the Panthers and Bears? We'll take a break. When we come on back, we got a few questions. I'll give you a few answers. We do this segment every Monday and Friday right here on CBS Sports Radio, and we call it Onside Offside. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, it is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. And right now, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Let's get to Onside Offside. Zach's taking on the most polarizing issues in sports. Which side of the line of scrimmage will he end up on? Offside. Defense number 69. It's Onsides, Offsides with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. All righty, Moist Mike, what do we got cooking? Well, we're going to start with your favorite team and your ball coach, Mr. Bill Belichick. Yeah. The watch continues. Bill's on the prowl, by the way. I saw that video yesterday. I don't know if it was from yesterday, but it got published yesterday where it looked like Belichick was doing a little walk of shame. The fact that he's walking around with no shirt on, I'm curious. Did he go into the house without a shirt? Did he lose the shirt? Or did he try to sneak out so quietly that he just decided, you know what, screw it. Let me leave the shirt in the house. Well, just from personal experience, if you are a large fella, I don't think you ever intend to lose the shirt. So I think Bill went into the house with the shirt on. Then there was a little tossing and turning, uh, turning, rolling in between the sheets. And then he quickly had to make the the one, two, I got to go outside of the house. And he was slowly tiptoeing. And then uh, he said, man, I can't find my shirt. They're lost somewhere. And he went on to the next one. Well, that was very interesting, and I'm curious to find out more information. I'm sure Bill will talk very openly about it during his press conference. Well, he's lucky he's in Germany this week, so yeah. you have less media. I don't think the Germany media is going to be saying, Bill, how was the nookie time that you had? I wonder how that sounds with the German accent. 
I can't do it. So, I don't as know we know, they go to Germany about. to face the Colts, and there's you know some talk, especially from Ben Volen, that Belichick might not make it home from Germany. <laughs> well, I think he'll make it home. He just may not be the coach of the Patriots. <laughs> well, that's part of it. I don't think they're going to say, you have to stay in Germany and you're never allowed to leave, Belichick. Maybe he'll find another shirtless video to kind of... Uh, creep off into the sunset. With. Maybe he'll be like Ted Lasso. He'll, he'll give up football and he'll go coach uh, soccer, as you would say, football. Yeah, listen, I can see it. Listen, Be- Belichick in a, a German soccer league, Bundesliga <laughs> uh, confer- uh, press conference, I think that would be gold. So onside, offside, Sunday will be Bill Belichick's last game as Patriots head coach. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. This is an easy offside. I don't believe Ben Volen in terms of that Robert Kraft, who has the utmost respect for Bill Belichick, and they've won six Super Bowls together, would fire him in the middle of the season. Like, maybe the final two weeks of the season, the final week of the season. Even then, it's a stretch. If Belichick ever leaves, I do believe it'll be a mutual parting of ways, if you want to throw that term out there. But I don't believe for a coach that has won six Super Bowls and this team is heading nowhere this year, that any change would really do much that would turn this team around. And what's the point of turning it around? You want to lose as many games as possible so you can get the uh, best draft pick to try to set your team up for the future and get a game-changing player. So that is offside. When you ask me, Sunday will be Bill Belichick's last game as Patriots head coach. Offside! Well, the Packers host the Steelers this weekend with plenty of pressure on Jordan Love's shoulders. Now, yesterday, Kevin Harlan joined us and had some harsh words for his Packers and Jordan Love. The quarterback, I think, is is a gigantic question mark. I, I don't think there's any doubt. But since game two or three, it, it has really regressed. And he has been incredibly up and down. It's going to take most of this season to figure out. And I do not think that is an organization that will sit and say, let's give it one more year. I don't think they can hang their head on and say definitively, Jordan Love is our guy. So onside, offside, the Packers should move on from Love after this season. I'm going to go offside because if you're in a good enough draft position, which you could argue they could be, and there's a quarterback that you like, okay. But I don't think they're going to have a top three pick, which would put them in the territory of getting Caleb Williams or Drake May. So if there's a quarterback they fall in love with, yeah, you go draft him, but then... You could wonder if this regime should have the right to fall in love with another quarterback because they fell in love with Jordan Love. A lot of loves here. And uh, they eventually said to Aaron Rodgers, get on out of town. So I do believe one year of actually seeing this guy play is too premature for me to say I don't want to see another season. I don't believe in love right now. I'm pulling for him because he's handled. That's sad. You know, believe in love. Love is out there. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably should be a little bit more optimistic, uh, especially on a a feel-good Friday. But with all that being said, I don't believe in Jordan Love, the quarterback right now. Um, But I can't say after one year as a starter that I'm totally in in the thinking of getting rid of him. I think you got to give him two years as a starter, and I just don't believe there's a great alternative out there. So you asked me the Packers should move on from Love after this season. Offside. Offside. The search for Love will be put on pause. Now the Jags and 49ers face off in a huge matchup this weekend as the 6-2 and two Jags are riding a five-game win streak while the 5-3 and three Niners have dropped three straight. So onside, offside, the Jaguars are a bigger threat to win the Super Bowl than San Fran. Offside. A lot of offsides so That's far. That's three for three. And so far, the reason why I would say no to this question is the AFC 
has better teams than the NFC. Like, the team that's the best team by far in the NFC are the Philadelphia Eagles. After that, the 49ers may not be the two seed this year, but it's a conversation between the 49ers and the Lions on who's the second best inside the NFC. The Jaguars, I still think, have the Ravens in front of them, the Chiefs in front of them, and just for starters, I also put the Bengals in front of them, regardless of what the records say right now. Jaguars, tougher road to travel, even though they have a heck of a team and they have a heck of a coach and a heck of a quarterback. 49ers, easier road to travel. All you need are the Eagles to go down. And then you could argue you may be the favorites to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So offside. Offside. Now the Cowboys take on the Giants this weekend with Tommy DeVito getting his first start for Big Blue. After his embarrassing showing against the Jets with negative one-yard passing, DeVito looked a little bit sharper last week with 175 yards, a touchdown, and two picks in that ugly loss. Now onside, offside, this is a must-win game for Dallas. So there's three different terms here. Must win, can't lose, or you gotta have it. I don't think this is a must win. Because a must win kind of means there's like some doubt that you may end up losing the game. And I don't think there's any doubt here in terms of who's going to win this game. So then it comes down to you gotta have it or you can't lose. I would say this is more so a game that you can't lose. And I also am picking the Cowboys this week for my survivor. So they better not lose to Tommy stinking DeVito. And yes, thankfully, I still have the Cowboys alive and it was perfect position here. Even Stu's impressed. Stu's like, how did you get to to week 10 of a survivor pool with having the Cowboys still alive? That's great. I'm jealous. Yeah, it is wonderful. Are we in the same survivor pool? Uh, We were. Oh, uh, you're already out? I've been out since uh, like week three. <laughs> I, I apologize. So you say this is a must win for the Cowboys. Uh, no, I go with a different term, so offside. Offside. Now all eyes are on Michigan and Penn State this weekend, but the rest of the top six have big games as well. Number two, Georgia takes on number nine, Old Miss. Number five, Washington has number 18, Utah. Number four, Florida State battles a rivalry with Miami. And number six, Oregon travels to UFC to take on the Trojans. So onside, offside, the college football top five will be different this week than it was last week. I think Washington will beat Utah. I do think Florida State with Mike Norvell prevails up against Miami. USC, I think, is mentally rattled with how many losses they've already compiled. And now knowing, even though they were done for a national championship with two losses, now really being done with three losses and no hope of a Pac-12 championship. So I'm going to say that Oregon, even though that game may be close and may be fun, Oregon's going to beat USC. I do think Ole Miss is alive against Georgia, but I can't pick against Georgia right now. And I'm not trusting James Franklin, fraudulent Franklin, leading Participation State University, where he is 3-16 and as a head coach in the top 10 to slay Michigan or walk out with the victory. So the only way things are going to change if the committee just wakes up in a different mood. But in terms of the actual results, there's not going to be a point of emphasis to change it because I think the teams that are the favorite right now in the top six or the top five are going to win. The one thing to watch, though, is Michigan, they haven't had a big game yet. This is a big game. So maybe you could argue Michigan should move in front of Ohio State, but then Ohio State 
beat Penn State, and they had that Notre Dame victory. So I don't think the committee's going to do much this week if the results play the way that I just said they will go. So the college football playoff top five will be different this week than it was last week. I will go offside. Offside. Now, speaking of Caleb Williams and USC, the defending Heisman winner has lost three of four, getting sacked 15 times and turning the ball over five times in that span. Yesterday, former Ohio State Buckeye linebacker Bobby Carpenter told us he's seeing some kinks in the armor for Caleb Williams. I know Caleb Williams can make some unbelievable plays. He does some reckless stuff. My only concern is with Caleb is he developed too many bad habits this year. Because you watch him, like he tries to be a hero in every play. And sometimes it works, but then he's also put himself in harm's way. He's fumbled the ball. He's thrown some picks. You have to make sure that you can eliminate that when you bring him in. Because that does not work in the NFL by any stretch. So onside, offside, you are less confident in Caleb Williams being an elite NFL quarterback than you were before this last four-game stretch. I'm going to say offside here. Even though I am not blown away with what has happened with USC, it was expected where their defense stinks. Williams had a stinker up against Notre Dame, and you knew their defense was going to let them down in other moments. But they're asking him to do everything on the offensive side of the ball right now. And I just don't think he was put in a great position this year. And there's better teams inside the Pac-12. There are going to be some people that say take Drake May over Caleb Williams. I'm not there yet. I still think Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the country and will be the number one pick in the draft. So I am not less confident in Caleb Williams being an elite QB uh, right now than I was before this stretch. So I will go offside. Offside. That's six for six so far in the offside department. That's really, that's really scary. So hopefully we'll get this last one. We'll do a quick Trevor Bauer. I'm out. in a really negative mood, I guess. Though. Yeah, I know. Well, go, not so much. I'm just saying no gridiron. to some of these questions. I don't know if it's a negative mood, actually. No, no, no. You just disagree with everything that I'm saying. <laughs> so Why? Trevor, the way that you ask this, is this your opinion on these things? Not necessarily. Okay. You're just, you know, making what I'm saying <laughs> or looking like uh, sounding terrible and idiotic. So it's a really good segment, by the way, where I get to sip, sip my coffee a little bit. You're, this you're is welcome. Fun. Yeah, I, you. I do most of the talking on these. Trevor Bauer hasn't pitched in the big since 2021 when those ugly sexual assault allegations sprung up. However, Bauer has since been exonerated in court and has actually shown some video and written evidence that the accuser was looking for a payday. Now, John Heyman reports Bauer's agents are talking to MLB teams to get him back in the majors in 2024. So onside, offside, Trevor Bauer will pitch in Major League Baseball this year. So a lot comes with Trevor Bauer outside of all these allegations, which have proven to be false. But he's very vocal. He's outspoken. He's a different guy. Very big on social media. Some people like that. Some people don't. There are distractions that come with Trevor Bauer. But I do think because of his talent, a team will give him an opportunity. So you ask me, Trevor Bauer will pitch in Major League Baseball this year. I will go on sides. So there you go, Samter. We end the segment where I actually agree with one of the questions that you asked me. Hello, you play to win the game. That's right. Herm Edwards going to join us on the other side. He was uh, actually on the same coaching staff when he was the head coach at Arizona State for Antonio Pierce, now the interim head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll get his thoughts and everything going down with Antonio Pierce and also go around the rest of the National Football League with the former Kansas City Chiefs and New York Jets head coach and a head football coach at Arizona State in Herm Edwards when we return in five minutes. Update time first. Here he is, the Ackman, Rich Ackerman. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets asked us a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. We are waiting to be joined by former NFL and college coach Herm Edwards. We will hopefully connect with the head coach in just a second. Uh, we got some Michigan news right around the corner as well. We'll get to that in just a bit, but let's welcome in Herm Edwards right now, who's kind enough to join us on CBS Sports Radio. Coach, I know it's been a while. Appreciate the time as always. How you been? I'm good. Trying to study all these games this weekend, obviously. Um, <laughs> every time you think you figure that team out, they play, and then you go, who are those guys? They, somebody else is wearing their uniforms? I don't know. Can't figure it out. Yeah, and we saw that last week with the Raiders. They get rid of Josh McDaniels, and Antonio Pierce injected some life in that team. Uh, you were with Antonio when you were uh, coaching at Arizona State, and he was on your staff. Just what do you think he brings to a football team now in the NFL? Well, obviously, you can see his energy. Uh, he has a wealth of knowledge. Uh, good, you know, playing in the league, obviously. Uh, former player, played on the Super Bowl team, played for Coach Coughlin. I know we learned a lot from him. Um I think, you know, right away uh, when you make a change like that and you hire AP, the thing you realize is that the players can connect with him because he's a former player. Now, that doesn't mean every former player is a good coach or you have to be a player to be a coach, but I just think in that situation, the transition from um, one personality to another made a difference last week. Now, now you got week two, so now they've kind of all settled in. You know, when you become a new head coach and you've been on that staff, it's not like you can implement a lot of things because you can't change the offense, you can't change the defense, but what you can do, you can simplify some things on both sides of the ball and say this is the things that we need to get done for us to win this week. When it comes to maybe getting that interim tag removed and becoming the permanent coach, I know it's early, but just a few years ago, Rich Basaccia takes over, did an incredible job, leads that team to the playoffs, and then he didn't get the job, and they ended up hiring Josh McDaniels. 
Do you think he has a legitimate chance, Antonio Pierce, to become the full-time head coach, or is it, hey, we just saw something similar a few years ago and they'll probably hire somebody else? Well, I don't know that. They, they, they did that after you just mentioned Versace, <laughs> getting them to the playoffs. <laughs> That's pretty good, by the way, last time I checked. <laughs> to take a team to the playoffs, don't look at it lightly. Don't, don't act like it's easy to do because it's very difficult. But I just think, you know, he'll get weighed on what he does during the season, how competitive they are. Uh, they've got, what, eight games left. Um, I mean, obviously, if you can make a little run, um, that would be a good thing. But not only for the team, but for the league. When, when, the, when the Raiders are relevant, the league is better, to be quite honest. If you just, if, and I'll go back to the history of when I played. And I know I'm on an old guy. So <laughs> I did have a face mask. I, I, I had a helmet. I, I ain't that old. But, you know, in, those, in that era, in the 70s and even before I got in the league in the 60s and even into the 80s, the Raiders were relevant. And when they're relevant, it, the league is better. It just is. And so um, hopefully they can string some wins here together and get that base, that fan base of the Raiders uh, excited uh, that would be a good thing. You know, you brought up your age, and, and you mentioned you're from a different era, Herm Edwards. Mm. I'm just wondering, when people run into you today on the streets, do they bring up more so, hello, you play to win the game, or do they bring <laughs> up uh, Miracle at the Meadowlands? According to who the, according to who the person is, right? <laughs> if, if, you're somebody, if you're somebody my age, around my age, you get both. If you're the young person, you just get the, the other one, right? The Miracle at the Meadowlands, they go, what was that? That was, was that even in color? Did they even have color television when he played? Right. <laughs> Let me get to uh, well, actually, one more on the Raiders, and then I'll get to your other former, you know, former team of yours in the Jets. If Mark Davis called you and said, "I'm thinking about hiring Antonio Pierce full time to be the head coach," what would you tell him? I would say do it, and hopefully, you know, by him these next eight, he'll he'll demonstrate the fact that. Um, He's the right guy for this team right now, and, and that's what you got to look at. And I think there's a reason they hired him, right? I mean, they could have hired anyone on the staff. They chose him. So there's a reason for that. They're giving him an opportunity, obviously, with nine real games or eight real games, really not nine games to, to really autograph his performance. It, it is a, it's a look at, okay, if you were the coach, what are you going to do? And he's put in a tough spot. You know, he's put in a tough spot. He, he can't hire anybody. He's with the guys he's with. Um, he can't put in a new offense, as I said before, a new defense. He has to find a way to play, make these guys play with more energy and believe. And I think anytime you win, that always helps you. Talking to the coach, Herm Edwards, right now on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, the Jets with Robert Sala right now in a tough mm-hmm. spot, has a really good defense, but offensively, we all know Zach Wilson isn't the answer. I know their options are only Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon right now, but have you seen enough, and would you make a change? Well, I think, look, um, as we know, Wilson won last week, and so uh, I think that's the formula. Now, if he starts throwing the ball to, to the opponent, then you got a problem. If he starts fumbling the ball and turning the ball over, then you're going to have to make a change. I think this team understands his destiny. His destiny is real simple. Um, you got to make games ugly. Uh, you can't uh, get this thing – out to two-score lead by the opponent where it forces you to go back and throw the football because um, that would be bad, and we know that, right, because this team's not built to do that um, due to some injuries with the offensive line. What it is able to do, though, it can keep the score down. Um, you methodically move the ball, get some good field position in your special teams play. 
Um, and just, you know, you can win with field goals because that's how good this defense is. You just can't give the defense a short field. That's how you got to play. I mean, you got to play with this in mind. Hey, look, punting is good. If we make this guys go on a long field, that helps our defense. We can't give our defense short fields to defend. And if you can do that, you'll be in a lot of these games. When we get to uh, C.J. Stroud, he was remarkable last week. He's been mm-hmm. remarkable all season, uh, but that was some performance, the 490 yards, and leads mm-hmm. the drive right at the end of the game to cap off his fifth touchdown. Has the Bengals this week, so a tough opponent, but what have been your impressions so far on C.J. Stroud? Uh, he's, he's by far, um, uh, he's the rookie of the year going right now. I mean, you could give it to him. I, I, don't, I don't think his play is going to diminish I think he's going to continue to play well. Um, you know, this is a, a young football team. Uh, if you'd have told me these guys would be four and four with a with a first year head coach, and I think the head coach has done a great job. Um, and you look at them, you know, you look at their numbers. The first thing that's odd is that you have a rookie quarterback. They're twenty seventh running the ball, and they're fourth passing the ball. And it's like that didn't even make sense. You got a rookie quarterback. Your run game is okay, but you're leading on this young quarterback to really get you through, and it, he's doing it. And you got to give that offensive team a lot of credit. They protect him pretty good. Um, he doesn't throw the ball to the opponent, which is very difficult for young quarterbacks. I mean, you think about one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play in our game was Peyton Manning. He threw 28 of them this first year. He threw 28. People fail to realize that, right? And – I just think the way he's playing, one interception, 14 touchdowns, that's pretty impressive. And also, he has leadership, and you have a head coach who knows the area very well and knows the organization and was a leader and like an extra coach on the field in D'Amico Ryans, and it just shows you, you get the right coach, you get the right quarterback, and you have a, a positive mentality, things can change rather quickly in the NFL. Yeah, they can, and I think this ownership is very fortunate to have both of them, to have this quarterback and D'Amico Ryans, because this has been um, – an ownership and and a team that has kind of, you know, been one of those you look at from afar and go, you know, what what, what are they doing, right? And and so I think this is a plus for them. It's a plus for their fan base, and it's good for the league as well. When we get to the Browns and Ravens this weekend, I can't wait for this game. We know the defenses are incredible. A lot of pressure on Deshaun Watson to start earning that contract, and we haven't seen him on the field the last few years. What type of performance do you think – we see from Deshaun Watson this weekend against Baltimore? Well, I think, you know, the thing that he has to understand is that it's, uh, these are two of the better defenses in the National Football League. You're talking about the number one defense in, ball, in uh, uh, the Browns and the number two defense in the Ravens. Uh, you know, they, they can both get after the quarterback. The Ravens have, what, 35 sacks. Only giving up, uh, what, 13 points. The Browns giving up about 17, so... This is a game where I think Deshaun Watson can't get into the mode of I got to try to outcompete, um, obviously Lamar Jackson. I think both quarterbacks have the ability to extend the play. Uh, Lamar is st- extending the play now, but he's extending the play to throw, which is kind of fun to watch. I mean, he's starting to get familiar with this offense. Uh, they're in the same division, which makes it very interesting because all of a sudden, this division that these guys play in, loaded the AFC. I mean, it is. I mean, can four teams get into the playoffs? That would be the first time in the history that a you know that that a division team, uh, division teams in one in, in one division all get in. I'm not saying it can happen, but you know what? The likelihood of it 
it ain't that far fetched. Uh, but they play each other, so that'll be interesting. But you know, this is a game that I just think turnovers will play a major factor. Um, what you do on first down will play a big role offensively because of the fact that both these teams can rush the quarterback. They have good secondary players. They have good rushers. Um, we, Miles Garrett is yeah, right now his numbers. When you look at him, he's the front runner to be the defensive player of the year. Uh, he can wreck the game. We know Baltimore has a bunch of guys that can wreck the game, and this is the scary part, that if the Baltimore Ravens have the most wins and, and get home field advantage in the playoffs, who's going in there to beat them? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Not even so, Kansas City? Uh, not, not in Baltimore. I don't know. Not happening. You can say it. I said it on the station. Not happening. <laughs> you go going to Baltimore. You go going to Baltimore. Forget about it. We have if to get have you to into that Kansas game. City locker room and then say you play to win the game. No one's giving us a no, chance. And, Come and on. I love the Chiefs. You know, I love the Chiefs. And I think Mahone is the best quarterback on, in the planet, on the planet. But you have to go into Baltimore to play those guys in the playoffs? No, no. That ain't you just, Good luck. Good luck to you. Yeah, that's hard. That, that's a hard one now because they're rolling right now. I mean, they are flat playing really good. The Chiefs, you know, the, the Chiefs are good. I mean, you know, we just expect so much out of them. And, and that's why when they kind of like, oh, what's wrong with them? There ain't nothing wrong with them. They're like the Eagles, right? We expect so much out of the Eagles. You know, the Eagles are sitting here 8-1, and one, and everybody's going, what's wrong with them? I, I get it, but they're 8-1. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, it's an ugly 8-1, but they're still 8-1. Herm, always appreciate the time. Thanks so much for jumping on board with us today. You have a great weekend. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you. There he is, Coach Herm Edwards, joining us on CBS Sports Radio. We got to get to what the expected discipline is for Michigan. Breaking news. We'll react to it on the other side, and I'll tell you this right now. I'm not happy. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 